only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. understand or comprehend 
God has still been good. We give him all praise. We give him all glory. Uh, We want to take a look at something here. The Lord uh, just kind of placed in my spirit and, and was dealing with me on out of the book of Genesis chapter 3. The very special focus on verse 9. Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. From the New International Version, the scripture simply reads, But the Lord God called to the man. Where are you? Once again, but the Lord God called to the man. Where are you? We're going to work very simply off of a theme today. Things can change. Things can change. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We appreciate you. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. You alone are God, Heavenly Father, and besides you, there is none other. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for blessing us, keeping us, for protecting us, watching out for us. We give you All the glory. Father, as we study to show ourselves approved unto you, we pray that you will open up our eyes of understanding, that we might better understand and comprehend your good, pleasing, and perfect will. We ask you to forgive us, Father, for any sins or iniquities that we have committed against you. As we have sinned against you in thought, in word, and deed, uh, we just want you to have mercy on us, Father. Um, We pray that you will continue to lead and to guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Speak to us, Heavenly Father, that we may better understand your desire for us, your purpose for us, your reasoning for us. Uh, As you teach us and our eyes come open, we'll be forever grateful. Give your name all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say amen. Amen, amen. Uh, Things can what? Change. We live in these lives often expecting certain things from God. We expect the sun to come up every day. God says, Robert, there'll come a day when the sun, come on somebody, won't come up. We expect 
the wind to blow. But God says there will come a day when the wind won't blow. We expect things to go on as they have been going on, but there are changes that must take place inside of you, inside of me, around you, and around me. And sometimes the changes that God takes us through or allows us to go through are not always easy. Sometimes they are very painful. Sometimes they are very challenging. Uh, But God wants you and I to keep in mind that in the state that we are in, in the, the life that we are living, things can what? Change. We see here in Genesis chapter 3, the account of Adam and the woman and sin. There was one way that things went prior to sin. There was another way that things went. Come on, somebody. After sin, always remember, children of God, sin changes things. And sin doesn't change things for the better. Sin always changes things for the worse. Sin always changes things. And this is why this is why God does not want you and I to involve ourselves in this thing called sin because sin always has a price tag. And the price tag is always too much. And what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, there are certain stores in our town that we won't go to. Why? The price tag is too high. There's certain stores, not that, you know, not that we don't like some of the stuff that they got in there or this or that, but just because we know that the price tag is too high. Well, understand something, children of God, that sin, the price tag for sin is always too high. The adversary may present it as being very desirable and present it as being uh, or worth it or present it, but the price of sin is ne- what you never get what you pay for. You never get what you pay for. The price tag of sin is always too high. As we look at Genesis chapter 3, prior to sin entering into humanity, Adam and the woman were in a beautiful place, a beautiful place with each other, a beautiful place with God, a beautifully beautiful place physically. They were in a very beautiful place. And I just want to encourage you, child of God, when there's an absence of sin, there is a beauty. There is a beauty. The absence of sin, there is a beauty. 
But the Bible says in verse 1 that now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Now, <clears throat> always keep in mind that sin will change character. <clears throat> sin will change character. Here was the serpent, originally made by God as a good animal, originally made by God to serve Adam and the woman, to be obedient to them. But because he has spent time with the adversary and has learned some of the adversary's ways, learned <coughs> some of the adversary's attributes, now He's more crafty. See, sin makes people crafty. <clears throat> he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, now, and what the Lord is, is, is cautioning me on here is that in between verses 1 and verse 2, Robert, the Lord is speaking to me. He said, this is why sin must be dealt with properly. Put that down and just keep that in mind. Sin must be dealt with properly. What happens in between verses 1 and verses 2? Man and woman had an opportunity to deal with sin properly, but because they don't deal with sin properly, it opens the door for sin to enter into humanity. The serpent said, did God really say you must not even many tree in the garden? That was his last question in verse 1. Having dealt with sin properly, the woman would have said no. Having dealt with sin properly, when a woman tried, if she had tried to offer something to her husband, he would have said no. The proper dealing with sin would have saved humanity, all this sin that is in humanity today. But verse 2, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. In other words, <clears throat> the question was an individual question. She tried to deal with it as if it was a we or a together question. That's an improper way of dealing with sin. Sin has to be dealt with on an individual basis. In other words, what's sin for you may not be sin for me. And what's sin for me may not be sin for him. Everybody, everybody, just as we are unique individuals, we have unique sins. Now, there are some sins that are across the board. Don't get me wrong. Lying, thou shalt not bear false witness, uh, you know, certain that. But then there are some sins that are unique. Adam and the woman each had unique sins. 
Adam had a unique sin of eating fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was sin for him because God told him when God had created him, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But the woman, that wasn't sin for her. She wasn't created. She wasn't given any instruction. So Adam had something he could not do. The woman had something she could do. The problem came in when he tried to operate in the freedom, come on somebody, that God gave to the woman. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? We get in trouble when we try to operate in the freedom that God has given somebody else. I want to encourage you, child of God, don't try to operate in the freedom that God has given somebody else. God may have told somebody else they could do it. But if you try it, you die. God may have told somebody else they could have it. But you try to have it. and, and some, so, so, so it's important for each one of us to know the freedom that God has given us. Adam was told not to eat. God told Adam specifically, in the day that you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. That was Adam. The woman didn't have that restriction. She had a freedom that Adam did not have. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? There are some people that may have a freedom that you don't have, child of God. There are some people that may have a freedom that you don't have, that I don't have. It's important for us to know our freedom. Praise the living God. So the woman does not deal with sin, what? Properly. And this opens the door for the adversary. When we don't deal, when we don't deal with sin properly, it opens the door for the adversary. Serpent said to the woman, the woman said to the serpent, rather, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, now here's the second problem. When we don't know the word or we don't speak the word, there's a problem. When we don't know the word, what? Or we don't speak the word, there's a problem. You open the door for sin. Look at what the Bible says. God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it. God didn't say anything about touching it. Anyway. And you must not touch it, or you will die. She she does not handle the word of God properly. <clears throat> Children of God, when we don't handle the word of God properly, we open the door for what? Sin. Serpent's response was, you will not surely die. Serpent said to the woman, God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. And you'll be like God, knowing good from evil, which was a lie. So the third thing, when we don't handle God's word properly, we put ourselves in position to be lied to by the adversary. Let me say that again. When we don't handle God's word properly, we put ourselves in position to be lied to by the adversary. 
This is why it's so important. The scripture says that we are to rightly divide the word of truth. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. Workmen who need not be ashamed, but who rightly divide the word of truth. If you don't study God's word, you can't rightly divide God's word. So you position yourself to get lied to by the adversary. That's what happens to the woman here. She gets lied to. Because what, they, in essence, what the adversary told her is that if she eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then she'll be like God. Well, the reality was she was already like God. Adam and the woman were already like God. They didn't need to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they got lied to. And so will you and so will me. So will I. When we don't handle the word of God properly. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. Let me read it again. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. Fourth problem. When we don't handle the word of God properly, we start walking by sight instead of by faith. When we don't handle the word of God properly, we start walking by sight and not by faith. Now, instead of depending on God and depending on what God has said and depending on on what God has told them, now she's depending on her eyes. Same things happens to us, children of God. When we don't want to listen to God, we don't want to follow God's instruction, we don't want to believe God, and now we're depending on what we see. We're depending on what we think. We're depending on what, what we believe, and we and we were never created to walk by sight. But God always intended for you and I to walk by what? Faith. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom, <coughs> she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband. Now, this is what you have to be careful of, children of God. Because when people are operating in rebellion to God, They want to try to bring you in, too. Now, the woman was not in rebellion to God in the sense of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because she had not been commanded not to. But she was in rebellion to God in the sense that she was being used by the adversary to try and bring the man down. So you need to be mindful, child of God of people that are are in rebellion to God, being used by the adversary, because they're going to try to get you and me to go down as well. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Scripture says, Then the eyes of both of them were open. Now, these eyes coming open, this was not just a physical 
Adams, you know, when you think about somebody's eyes come open, you've been asleep all night, you wake up, your eyes come open. It was, this was much more than that. There was an awareness of themselves that God never wanted them to have. There was an awareness of themselves that God was trying to protect them from. There was a realm of sin, a whole realm of sin that God was trying to keep his prized creation out of. In other words, they had gotten into some stuff. that God never wanted them in. My prayer for you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, is that you don't get into anything that God doesn't want you into. My prayer for me is that I don't get into anything that God doesn't want me into. Adam and the woman had now gotten into some activity that God Never wanted them in. The eyes of both of them were open. And they realized they were naked. There are some realizations that God doesn't even want us to have. There are certain knowledges that God doesn't even want us to have. You know, just as a parent, there are certain things you don't want your children to know. You don't know what you don't want them to know what it feels like to be strung out on drugs. You don't want them to know what it's like to be uh uh to have HIV. You don't want them to know there are certain things in the same way parents try to protect children, their children, by keeping them away from certain knowledges that they don't want them to have. God tries to protect us and keep us away from certain knowledges that he does not want us to have. But it was too late. They realized they were naked. The Bible says, so they sewed fig leaves together and tried to make coverings for themselves. Now, what the Lord is dealing with me on is this. Man had a covering before, before he sinned. That covering was God. But now that God has separated himself from man, they are trying to cover themselves. The question you've got to ask yourself under the sound of my voice, <coughs> do you want God to cover your sins? Or do you want to try to cover them yourself? That's the main difference between being born again and not being born again. When we are born again, God is our covering. God is covering us. Through and by our faith in Jesus Christ, our acceptance of him as our Lord and Savior, our acceptance of his finished work on the cross for us, God is our covering when we are when we accept Christ. But when you don't accept Christ, you have to stand before God uncovered, trying to cover yourself. And just like it didn't work for Adam and the woman, 
It won't work for you and for me. I pray for you under the sound of my voice. I don't know what country you're in. I don't know what nation you're in. That God will be your covering. If you are not saved today, God is not your covering. I I counsel you and I pray for you that you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that God may be your covering. We're going to close on verse 8. Scripture says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of God. Now, uh, God says deal with this for a little bit. Because they moved from hearing the voice of God to now hearing the sound of God. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that before they sinned, they heard the voice of God. Now, in the state they're in, they're hearing the sound of God. The closer we get to God, the more we are able to discern his voice. The further we are away from God, his voice just sounds like a a sound. I don't want to hear the sound of God. Come on, somebody. Is anybody understanding me here? I want to hear the voice of God. I want God's instructions, explanations. Ah, excuse me, Saints. A very, very bad cold. We don't want to just hear the sound of God. We want to hear the voice of God. We want to know when God is speaking. Know what God is saying. Know, know. Adam and the woman are now hearing the sound of the Lord as he's walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord. See, when you're far away from God, you're trying to run away from God's voice instead of running closer to God's voice. Listen to what the Bible says. They heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord. See, when you're far from God, people that don't, don't want to go to church, don't want to hear the word of God, don't want that's because you're far away from God. That's all that is. People that are close to God and that love God, they want to get close to God. They want to hear more from God. They want to hear more of what God got to say. You can always tell a person's positioning with God, how do they respond when it comes down to the things of God? Are they trying to run away from it or are they trying to run to it? Ask your, look at yourself. When it comes down to studying God's word or hearing God's word, how, how do you respond? Are you trying to get closer or are you trying to run away from it? My prayer for you, my prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice, is that we will try to get closer in the mighty name of Jesus. They hid. 
from the Lord among the trees of the garden. In verse 9, this is where we're going to close. But the Lord God called to the man, where <coughs> are you? God is still calling to humanity today. He's asking the question, where are you? Where are you under the sound of my voice? Where are you with God? Where are you with your relationship with God? What God knew was that things had changed between Adam and him. They used to have wonderful fellowship. They used to communicate back and forth. But now Adam is hiding. Now Adam is trying to run away. Now Adam and the woman have been dependent on what they think, what they feel, what they want to do. And God said, well, Adam, where are you? What is this this new state that you have entered into? God knew what the state was, but the question was, did Adam? And that same questioning is going on by God that day. Where are you? Where are we? Because God knew Adam was built to be close to him. So for Adam not to be close to him, he was operating out of what he was built for. God knows that you and I were built to be close to him. If you ever wonder what you were built for, under the sound of my voice, you were built to worship God. You were built to love God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind. You and I were built to love God. We were not built to listen to the devil. We were not built to try to figure stuff out on our own. Bible says that they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. God said, you don't have to try to figure anything out, Robert. Just do what I'm telling you. We were built to be obedient to be God, to be obedient to God. <clears throat> so God knows that Adam is now outside of what he was built for. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice that you operating in what you were built for. That's where you'll find beauty of life. That's where you'll find meaning of life. That's where you'll find a peace and a security inwardly that you could not dream of on your own. <coughs> operating in what we were built for. Where are you? God said, Adam, where, where are you? What's going on with you? God knew Adam had gotten into some stuff he shouldn't be into, thinking some things he shouldn't be thinking, doing some things he shouldn't be doing. God said, Adam, where are you? Things have changed. Things have changed. And what we've got to understand, children of God, is that in this life, things will change. We can have good health one day, not so good health the next. Have a good job one day, and not so then lose that good job the next day. Things change. I mean, the beauty of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, salvation, is that God equips you and I, 
for change. Allows us to be able to handle the changes that take place in life. Well, Adam, where are you? Where God knew Adam was no longer in fellowship with him. My prayer for you is that your fellowship with God will be unbroken, undisturbed, that you will walk with him (coughs) in the beauty of his holiness. God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of you. We pray that you have been blessed at the preaching and the teaching of God's word. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you is my desire. You can reach us through email at the Christian Center Church at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg dot forward slash tccww. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoe, call 724 444 7444. Enter ID 17959. I'll precast type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.